0: Hey there, welcome back. <clears throat> I just posted eleven hours of a Thoth Fest and a, my Osiris binge fest. And uh yeah. Ah. Um I'm still interested in that as well as prophecies for 2024, let's see what comes up, prophecy 2024, Hope you prophecy and transhumanism, we've already listened to that actually, <coughs> prophecy in the cosmic code, cathars and the sacred, sacred secret of transforming humans into angels. I think I've actually listened to this. Uh, Nostradamus's Prophecies for Our Time with with John Hogue a serious student of Nostradamus shares some of his own prophecies using the same techniques developed by the great prophets of the ancient world. The prophecies of Nostradamus have intrigued and terrified generations who have sought to correlate his mysterious quatrains with real world events. With his help we decipher some of Nostradamus's Mysterious Quatrains, which may hold relevance for times in this interview with George Norrie.
1: Welcome to Beyond Belief. I'm George Norrie. We've had many guests on this program, but there is one that is very dear to my heart because he's not only a friend, but he's been able to help us through prophetic things that have happened in our lives. John Hogg.
0: Considered the a world, world an
1: on prophecy, the occult, mysticism, has 40 books, he that looks have sold like over a million
0: John copies D.
1: or e books as well. He's working on another one. John, welcome to Beyond Belief. Thanks for having me on, George. It's always great talking with you. It's great to see you in the flesh. You know, <laughs> this expert on Nostradamus, I mean, just get a tight shot of John for a second and then put up mm-hmm. a picture of Nostradamus. The <laughs> guys are almost identical.
2: Yes, I can almost do the, uh, the look.
1: No. I mean, look at this.
2: Oh, yes, the so look is a little
1: better looking than he was. Thank you. <laughs> Give me a few more years. But tell us a little bit about this guy. Grow
0: sideburns so in, and look just like him.
2: You know, there are a lot of people in the past that have written in mysterious
0: language, uh, especially in the 16th com.
2: century when Nasodamus lived. Mm-hmm. But he's the only one that is a living controversy who every generation has taken up debunkers and believers and one has to wonder why it's got to be more than just something uh, charlatan yeah. hiding behind cryptic language and indeed there's in the study of nostradamus it, see there's two kinds of people with nostradamus there's the blind believers who just find whatever they're looking for mm-hmm. and say nostradamus can never be wrong And then there's the blind debunkers who make a profession out of debunking people like me and Nostradamus, and they can say Nostradamus never gets anything right. But what they're Um, saying really is something about their own projections. And I learned early on with studying Nostradamus that one has to put one's own uh, biases and expectations aside. And then what you see is a pattern. You also see a man who, under all that obscurity, It sometimes comes right out in the light. Mm -hmm. Names, names, says uh, the the French people after deposing it. He lays it right out. 1792, he says, the French people will depose their king and they will create a calendar to mark the new age. That's exactly what happened in 1792. And he wrote that in 1555. So that's just one example of many I could cite. The other thing, too, is is, uh, Nostradamus is almost carried by, uh, in in a lot of the controversy, by just the myth and ignorance that people have in the the prophecies. A lot of the books that are out there aren't even based on the the original French. Anybody who really is serious about Nostradamus needs to
1: actually study the 16th century French and have the original manuscripts to, to translate from. You are an expert, John, on prophecy, I wanna get into some of the prophetic things that you've talked about. I'm gonna ask you questions about our future, but how did that happen for you? Did you train yourself? We've all got this gift, but what happened to you? I think it was born out of an innate innocence that,
2: that ever since I was a little boy and as a thread throughout my life, I never had my, my connection with the whole, with the whole, the ecstatic yeah. oneness completely suppressed by school, by the the education system that we all pass through where we are to survive as children. We have to adopt our parents, our society, their their identifications with certain cultural things, borrowed religions, all of that, rather than seek the truth ourselves. But in some way, my spiritual rebelliousness was never completely suppressed. And so it it guided me eventually out of an opera career, out of out of other things I did, to this almost like a polling, like a siren's call. Mm-hmm. Back to my 12th house double Scorpio nature, to um, go into the secret alone spaces. And I was always fascinated by history and its patterns, how f- history seemed to repeat itself.
1: I've had you on the program on Coast to Coast a number of times. I Lost, can't count, count how many has times Has it been 15 been years? On, at least. Yeah. You have talked about presidential elections. You have called now the last 13 elections. That's 52 years of elections. And on the last one, you thought you were wrong. And I pointed out to you, wait a minute, the numbers are still coming in for Hillary. She's going to win the popular vote. Which is what I do. She won by $2.5 million, uh, 2.5 million people. Maybe she has $2.5 million, who knows? (laughs) But you finally realized yourself, you've been dealing with the popular vote, haven't you? I, I, it's always an evolution how, and that's part of the objective
2: side of studying what happens. Up until 2000, I thought I was calling the winner. Period. Period. But uh, even back in 2000, I was saying, uh, I see Al Gore winning absolutely by f- half a million votes. And also, I calculate how I Mm calculate Hillary Clinton's percentile too accurately. Um, But I said I feel like I'm going to be right, and I'm going to be equally wrong. And I uh, don't—that's the message. Explain to me, I said to hosts and other people, what does that mean? Because I don't know what that means. Sometimes, when you're in the act of being the the vehicle of prophecy, you you, doesn't mean you know what's hiding, what the mysteries are. I, from my own experience, I would say that a lot of seers are just saying, this is what I saw, the, the, the four horses and the things right. happening. Well, what does it mean? That's for the future to unlock. I don't know, it's not about us. So, so the, when of course Gore won, and then it was taken away from him by the Supreme Court, I I realized, oh, I've been doing the popular vote. Mm-hmm. So I started from that point on doing two caveats. I did it for Hillary Clinton twice. In 2008, right. a year before she went, I wrote an article, Hillary Clinton's Albatross at hopeprophecy.com where I basically said this is how she could sabotage her, because she has this destiny where, sure bet, destiny, she blows it. And, and she did. She Blow it. did. And... And then I was saying again, and I had to remind readers that were all upset when the calling number 13. I said, look, look at these quotes. I said, this is how. I, I said that if she did not, in June, before the Democratic convention, I said, this is her opportunity to actually bring those Bernie Sanders people in by making him the vice presidential candidate, mm-hmm. and then show that she could bring balance to the business side of the Democratic Party and the popular side. And she did that, right. that would show me as a prophecy scholar that she truly can lead that would have helped her too. Well, she would have won by a landslide. Yeah. That's what I said. It would there be no. She would have won. He, Bernie Sanders' people would have added another ten million to yeah. that, and probably in Michigan and other places. Good point. Um, but I kept seeing how she would blow it, and and then a year before the presidential elections, I wrote Trump for President: Astrological Predictions. When it was a field of seventeen people and five in the Democrats, and I said these are the two it will be at the end, and if Trump is at the end. He has absolutely the best tra- chance of sabotaging her a second time because she won't know how to fight him properly. Yep. She'll go negative on him. And anybody that does that gets gobbled alive and it's still happening with the US press. Yep. It seems, which is another subject, but the, so basically I said that he had the best stars of anybody I saw on the 8th of November 2016 election. And I said, if he, if he's there, he has a very good chance of winning and he did. So I was I was both right, wrong and right in an odd way. (laughs) And And I I pointed out that you were right. I know. And I was ready to throw in the towel. And I was I was surprised how happy I was about it because it had just happened. We were on about 20 minutes later and I wasn't watching. And then you reminded me that the popular vote was still coming on big time in California. Yep. But I was surprised to see how uh, it was a load off my chest to not keep this winning streak going. <laughs> and then going. the next morning, it you was
3: went, like, oh boy. Then I God. had to
1: get on and say, yeah. okay, the whirlwind is going to hit me. Here but we are. I was right again. I was right again. <laughs> 13 times. You have said on the program that had it been Hillary or Donald Trump, that you don't think they're going to complete their term. Yes.
2: And it's funny how, here's again how patterns of future, I'm writing currently President Trump predictions, which should be out in about a month, and where I'm looking at this interesting parallel where a lot of the same things that have taken Hillary Clinton out of office before she finished the second year even, by May or so of next year, are ex- almost, with a variation on a theme, because yeah. of a different energy being brought, but the same predictability window is open. For instance, Trump still faces the short time, uh, short countdown of Nostradamus' prophecies about a new Cold War between the eagle, totem, kingdoms of the North, is exactly. happening again. And that could be happening it, now. Well, in November. In November of, this, of 2017 that is the danger point, and then it comes again in 2027. The other thing that's happening is is, uh, Trump is facing the same eclipse uh, that could be very powerful to influence the change of the United States. And in the end, they both uh, have issues with special interests in their organizations. In her case, it was the Clinton Foundation, which was what I felt would bring her down. In his case, it could be those interests that are trying to co-opt him towards their ideas. They wanted Clinton to be the one. They're trying to make him, if he doesn't play the game, then it's possible that certain scandals related to Trump organization will be will brought up, up, and then and you'll have him an down. impeachment. And I would, I astrologically, wow. Would say, looking at his astrology related to that eclipse in August, that sometime after that eclipse, of course they're not going to the Congress will be at the beach yeah. in August 21st of 2017, but sometime in the autumn after that he could that would be the earliest that he would face that would in be Egypt. interesting.
1: We'll watch, we'll that. we'll see. The late American prophet Edgar Casey once talked about Russia, mm. and he felt that Russia would be the hope of the new world. It's ironic that Putin today by and large is being looked at as the person who's making things happen on this planet are we getting close to something like that yes and
2: in my work uh it's one of the most important things
1: to do is i put aside all of my own political expectations and i qualify that when you're on coast to coast you know I, i try to tell people He's not a Hillary fan. He's not a Trump fan. Not a Putin fan. He's just calling it the way he feels it. Well, and what I also do in that objective side is, uh, since I was eight
2: years old, I've been fascinated by the news, but I've also watched the de-evolution of news to the level, the troglite level of it now. And but the beautiful thing is we live in a time now where if you work full time at this like I do, I can spend the hundreds of hours actually going online and actually watching exactly full real time what Vladimir Putin actually said. And I, Or what so-and-so actually. Russia. Well, it, well, Well, Putin <coughs> is very savvy that way because he makes sure that everything that he has said is translated in perfect English to yeah. Russian. Yeah. And so it is a testament to Russia today that they have the largest uh, file of raw footage of world events of any group. Uh, and I would wish all the other agencies would do a similar thing, because, of course, then people would have the chance to actually look at the material and be their own judge before they are told what to think. Right. And, and, and that's the problem. And, and so with that said, looking at Edgar Casey's prophecy, he said Russia would be the hope of the world. And he said it, he started saying it in readings between 1934 and 1944. And in those readings, I collected them in a book called A New Cold War The Prophecies of Nostradamus,
1: Stormberger, and Edgar Cayce, which I actually previewed on your you show. Did. And you taught me about Stormberger, which, yeah. if we have time, yeah. we'll talk about him. That's scary. Well, yeah, it's that, that we're. Uh, I've been waiting for this countdown of the Northern Kings to happen.
2: And then in April of 2014, when the Ukrainian Civil War started, mm-hmm. and then the sanctions and counter sanctions, I went, Bingo. This is it. I've been watching like a hawk for since well, since a uh, uh, long time, thirty years, and and then I and I never usually do my alarm bells like this, but this what makes this so dangerous is, and also what's so beautiful about it being that Vladimir Putin is actually doing things. I mean, who stopped the attempt to start a war in Syria in August of 2013 when? The, the Americans were going to bomb Syria, he negotiated a deal with the Syrian dictator to get rid of all the chemical weapons, because otherwise that was a setup similar to what happened to Operation Iraqi Freedom right, and all that. Exactly. And then it, it is Vladimir Putin actually stopped the fight in Ukraine, not once, but twice. Um, in the mix, one and two agreements. So it is Vladimir Putin that's redesigning the entire shift f- uh, when the sanctions started. The most significant thing that happened the same week when the Cold War started was his deal with the Chinese, a major $300 billion deal to literally feed uh, Russian oil into China. And I, I wrote about it saying this is a core shift from what actually Putin calls well, You were now. spot on. End of the—he calls the end of the Western-centric world, the post-Western-centric world. You know there are great leaders. Doesn't mean all great leaders are great democrats. There's a lot of great leaders that we admire, like Emperor Akbar of the (laughs) Moguls, who was an autocrat.
1: But there are there
2: are autocrats that actually do good, and 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 there are certain countries that we Americans seem to forget have their own evolution. Of That's right. And it works for them. Well, people in this country don't know that Vladimir Putin's talked about this, that he's saying that I see myself like a new Peter the Great. I'm trying in the next 30, 40 years to help modernize Russia and eventually make it a democratic state. True. Sure. I've now this never gets reported in the US news. What gets reported and what scares me because of the prophecies is that the whole way that these Cold War prophets, except for Edgar Casey, they all look at that and they say the the difference between three versus World War One and Two is the people walk into the with their eyes wide open. That's what Stormberger in the late 1700s said, with open eyes shall they march into these catastrophes. Everybody thinks that the Cold War we had in the 80s and for 45 years was the danger in its past. But I've been saying since that time, which was dated by Nostradamus, the end of that war, that a new one would come when Russia and America both had eagles as their symbols. Mm -hmm. Not a red star, not a red flag. So the red flag in this case is that Russia, since 92, in the Russian Federation, has the double-headed eagle, and America, the bald eagle. That's right. And Nostradamus used to code. You know, a wolf was Italy, cock was chicken, rooster was yeah. France, and and so we are in that danger zone. And November. The new president, not Hil- if Hillary Clinton had been in there, because she was very much involved with the neoconservative, neoliberal, right. a very much of an activist It you know, was the first time since the Cuban Missile Crisis that I really felt that wow, I had, we all have about a year left to live. Wow, because of an accident. God, John, that's. Scary. I know. It was scared. I was seeing this blackness that I don't. I never see blackness like this, oh, and it my was kind God. of rising. And I was like, and it disappeared when Trump was elected. So no matter what happens in, in the Trump world, and whatever he's a catalyst for, for it, 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 the thing that I saw is he's not a catalyst for the deep state, the military surveillance industrial complex, which wants to keep perpetuated wars right. in the Middle East and a cold war against China that's and Russia.
1: Russia. And that's probably his greatest enemy who would try to I take him down right. and impeach I think you're right. Back to Nostradamus yes, for a moment. He's had five prophecies I want to talk about. Mm. One, of course, he talks about the Third Antichrist.
3: Nostradamus predicted that 2017 would bring the rise of the Third Antichrist. This rise could actually result in the beginning of World War III, a nuclear war or biological warfare that really sustained for 27 years. However, there has been rumors that the war would be started by Russia or China. According to the Nostradamus Society of America, China would team up with a few Muslim countries to destroy Christian countries. Let's just hope this doesn't happen.
1: What do you think of that prophecy,
2: John? The first half of what he's saying is based on what is credible uh, translations of Nostradamus' prophecies about uh, the third Antichrist. Um, uh, where it kind of goes off, in my view, is where China has, uh, has a few Muslim countries that it allies to with. get us, yeah. China's not so much involved in this, but Russia and America, the the prophecies that deal with the long and short countdown of 13 years or three years and seven months, the the latter of which is happening uh, this year and the other in 2027, um, deal with the key being a a satrap, a henchman, a vassal of one or both of these two eagle kings from the Middle East. Amazing, And he calls him Barbari, Barbare um, is his metaphor. He often used, if he's going to talk about Islamic terrorism in the future, he talks about what he knew in the 16th century as the same thing. The Barbary pirates, the mm-hmm. uh, Barbary corsairs, who used to raid his homeland of Provence all the time. They hijacked ships in the sea rather than planes in the air. And there's often in mm-hmm. his mind, he you know, he uses what he knows to describe things that are beyond his Perception. Sure. So Babari also is an anagram in French. Another key: people keep translating anagrams, word codes, into their own languages. If they're not in French, Latin, or Greek, they're not. They're not anything. I contend the Nostradamus would say. So I look at the French, and actually Babari spells out the Arab from or of the Arab. Right. Uh, and it's and so it's locating the vassal is in that area now. That could be the Syrian and Hezbollah, could be, uh, could be Iran of Russia. Uh, the Iranians, no, the Iranians are, aren't Arabs; they're Persians. Per se. They're Persians. However, they are the main allies of the Syrian regime That's and right. the Russians. So they're in the mix, in the web. Yeah. yeah. Now you have on the American side, you have the Saudi Arabians who are a major part that's not being stated in the news, financing and training ISIS often. Um, They're in the Gulf states. The Arabs there are also vassals. And also, um, although the Turks are not vassals, the uh, the Sunni, Mm -hmm. so they're trying to have that they tried to create the Free Syrian Army with that failed utterly, are our, our right. allies. So so there's quite a weave. And then you have Trump coming into the situation, on the one hand, who is actually wanting to work with the Russians to end the, the, the war with he ISIS. He wants to stop this. And, yeah. Which goes against the whole perpetual military-industrial complex The issue. plan wasn't to stop yeah. it, right? Yeah, it's very interesting to note, um, when, when he had his phone call with Putin, uh, two days later, the the Ukrainian civil war resumed. Yeah. Poroshenko launched on wow. the Novi Russians. That's actually what happened, not the other way around. And because it was not in their good uh, alliances to... Putin wouldn't have hit Ukraine. Uh, it was the other way around. So anyway, so reading the signs of things that happen, as language it's like when putin says we arrested these two people who might have been us moles from the previous administration he's not saying anything directly but he's saying to trump's administration guess what it might be your people yeah. doing this so so in the, in the in the study of realpolitik, politics uh, practical pragmatic politics it looks beyond ideology uh, this is what I use in my work, and I contend that it makes my work accurate. Is that third Antichrist here, in well, your opinion? I, I wrote a book and expanded it a couple times since 19, uh, since 2008 called Nostronomus uh, and the Antichrist, Code Mabus. M-A-B-U-S is the anagram for the third Antichrist. That also plays well with the leader of Islamic State. He is there since I've talked to you. I've added two more candidates to the original four: uh-huh. for okay. Saddam Hussein, Osama bin Laden, presidents George W. Bush and Barack Obama, because all of their names start similar. similar. They decode them. into Mamas, yep. and so and so does uh, Al Baghdadi. And so does his mentor, who was a hot topic years ago in 2006, but it suddenly went cold when he was killed, and that's Abu Musab al-Salkawi, who is the father of ISIS. He created Al Qaeda in Iraq, which evolved uh, right. into ISIS. And they droned him or something, didn't they? They—they they actually Al Qaeda sent information to the United States, and they hit him with five hundred pound bombs. Wow! And he was actually assassinated by American internal people. And they because he was such oh, so against Al Qaeda, and that's why Al Qaeda and ISIS hate each other. Yeah, because their founder was murdered by yeah, the same people, aren't they? Well. Yes, but they actually, there they, again, I, well, they're they're both the Shia Wahhabist based, okay. Salafist based. Um, they're not in the Shia Hezbollah Iranian uh, based look at, at these things, which are actually quite different. That's the other thing. Such. Ignorance going on in the news about even the origins of the Shia and the Sunni divide in Islam, and I try in my books. Not only do I try to give them the whole story of how that happened, how the schism happened, how it's still alive, how it is playing as a backnote behind everything. Yeah. And if we understood that, then we could solve this problem. Um, the the, the problem is that that uh, Al Baghdadi then became the next heir to, and his name Abu Musab Abu, Abu for father. It's a codename many uh, activists in the Arab uh, secular and Islamic uh, guerrillas use as a codename, father of. Well, a- Abu Musab Musab M. U-S-A-B is Mabus scrambled around, Abu. It's the anagram where you drop the first and last letter. So it could be one Mabas, of them. Mabus Could be one of and them. And then uh, al-Baghdadi also has in his name similar things. So he's also an Abu, so so he has a system. So if, when he dies, because the thing with the third antichrist, unlike Napoleon and Hitler, which were Napolanois, Napoleon King, and Hister. yeah. The ancient name of the Danube where Hitler grew up. Nostradamus loved to pinpoint people geographically as persons uh-huh. by where they lived. Um, this, this person, um, if he soon dies, he's, they've nearly killed him a few times, then you have the terrible destruction of people and animals. Mm-hmm. The use of de fe in the 16th century way that he uses it means uh, it's, it's either it causes the unraveling of people and animals. That means the, the natural order of humanity and animals, which is Nostradamus' way of talking about an ecological upheaval, which either is caused by what they do, or it is uh, a, 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 a background to the times, which he would do that too, give you something that says, this is going to happen when this is happening. doesn't mean they're associated directly. The whole idea of climate change and global warming and how things are getting hotter and how nature is threatened could actually either be caused, certainly if this leads to dragging the Russians and the Americans into a war because of their vassals, Babare and all these people. And in a way, Baghdadi was also an informant for a time for the U.S. Just as Saddam Hussein was, so there's a pattern that the vassals that become the evil enemies or the new boogeymen created by the military-industrial complex, and even somewhat aided by situations that they promote, um, that leads us to this situation, which could happen as soon. Couple things, it could happen as late as November. But I was just looking at something this morning related to Iran, which is not Arab but still right. related. Still related. Still and in it, the Middle East. And I said uh, that for years now that there was Nostradamus, the war with Iran, Iran, my book on his prophecies, which are very clear, really out in the open. Uh, is it I could see, it takes a tremendous signif- significance in what Iran and America will do in the future. If they go to war, it could start all of this as an as a escalating problem. Because of the intersecting uh, twisted uh, spider web of alliances that were caught into it, like a bug in a spider's yeah. web. Um, that pulls Russia and America into this war. Uh, The thing that could also be important to look at is, I always talked about this on your show, about this dating, of astrology, where Nostradamus talked about when Mars and Saturn are equally fiery. Now, I thought when they were both in the same fire sign, it doesn't happen that often, uh, when they're equally fiery, and especially in the same sign. Now, that happened in August and September of 2016, and I was really thinking that this is either the time when a major war would happen, or it would be the time when the seed was planted for the motion to go towards that war and later. And it could be that. Well, here's the thing, I was checking the astrology again, to George, this morning, and, and I realized that uh, Mars is not in the same sign, Saturn is in Sagittarius both times, but right now, as we're taping this, and for another month, Mars is in uh, Aries, I believe, I, uh, I think it's Aries, yes, and, and that's the sign of war. And so um, it's, no, and it's been on since January, since uh, the presidency
1: started, and look at all the upheaval. I know it. It is unbelievable. John, let's get into some of these other prophecies of Nostradamus as well. He said something about Italy.
3: Nostradamus also predicted that the Italian economy will experience great hardship and will be the reason for the collapse of the EU economy, and not Spain or Greek. As you probably didn't know, the Italian banking industry is already on the verge of collapsing. 18% of the loans in these banks are already non-performing. In the coming days, it is likely that there will be more and more of the decline in these loans due to a rising number of loans. Reviving this economy will require the sacrifices of many people, including the entire EU. Well, so that's another telltale sign.
2: You know, it's, it is he's right. Uh, that th- is out there, but I would contend there is a prophecy, uh, quite a stunning prophecy of Nostradamus, that, that talks about the great market, and in its regards to uh, this great market, uh, which is the EU, uh, it is its first sign of collapse is through Athens, uh-huh. the well, Greece. We saw that a year ago the whole Greek issue, and it could come up again. So as much as Italy, and I am watching the Italian situation, and I do think Italy will leave next year uh, and become independent of the monetary union, Mm -hmm. and it might actually be profitable for them to do so. Uh, But the thing is that in this prophecy, there is an astrological prediction, and it also talks about England, how England, the Alban law. Well, Greece, step one, Brexit, Step two, and then uh, he dates the complete breakdown of the European Union in an astrological aspect that happens in the year twenty twenty-one uh-huh. in uh, in the summer. Not far away. Not far away, and the astrological connection between the United States and America is almost like twins. It's a different aspect, but they point to the same destiny. One falls, one rises. One rises, one falls. And so I've always said for years, even though it doesn't seem to there's two there's two economic crises coming. Uh, one is as soon as uh latter half of 2017 after the eclipse, uh, but especially in 2018. It's a, an inflationary crisis yes. globally or yes. United States. It is globally. And it will be saved by the IMF, which has about fifty five trillion dollars of of. Fiat, fiat money. money, nothing backing up. And, and so it <laughs> will save the central and federal banks, uh, federal reserves of America and the central bank of Europe. But it'll be a much bigger shock than the last one, but it will recover. But then it's only going to be for a few years. Then it, the fiat system will collapse by 2021. But here's some good news. Already people are beginning to move into alternative currencies, uh, cryptocurrencies. Right now, Bitcoin and stuff is in its infancy. Uh, But just like the first guys who flew the plane crashed them a lot, there will be a Wilbur Orville Wright moment where mathematics will be made the new source of wealth, rooted
1: again to silver and gold. I believe that. Another prediction of Nostradamus has to do with this whack job in Korea. I don't know if he saw that or not, but Korea was one of the predictions.
3: What is the possibility that North Korea and South Korea will merge? Well, Nostradamus predicted that in 2017, North and South Korea will merge and become one nation. Amidst all these, Kim Jong-un, the North Korean strongman, will be dethroned and will run and seek asylum in Russia. Since 2011, when Kim Un took over power from his father upon his death, he has proven to be more dangerous than his father was. He has already executed several people by firing squad, among them his closest family members and relatives. He has already tested a nuclear weapon during this time and threatened to use it against the United States. And it's conceivable he killed off his stepbrother.
1: So, what does Nostradamus say about this? First off, it's pretty naive of the Nostradamus
2: Society if this is where it's sourced from. A couple things about this uh, that they oh, he killed some people. I mean, uh, I mean, even even Trump surprisingly said something that needed to say. He said where hey, you think we're innocent? You know, uh, and even though he did it in his eight-year-old boyish way, it's true. It's true, and he said it's true. Well, here's the thing. I swear, George, when I saw this, I thought. They've been watching coast to coast when you and I were talking about this. And uh, there's no prophecy that says this is going to happen that I found, but I did talk to you about how there is a possibility that if there's an implosion in in the North Korean state, that uh, to stop a union of North and South Korea, China might come in to save the day and mm-hmm. stop a humanitarian crisis of millions of people coming in. So I sometimes, I mean, it's it's unfortunate that they don't since they had there's the means to do that. this so they didn't actually bring up the verses. That didn't happen. Like happen. whenever I can I try to bring up the verses yeah. and I hope even though we are just talking about these things that people will go
1: to com and see, see that I back up everything Look at the I specifics say. Yeah. of that. But the Korean guys, something could happen there. Oh yes. Uh
2: I I keep thinking there's going to be a a moment where uh if Korea goes a certain way, North Korea Trump just might lob a missile into the gantry and, and just, just say enough is enough, enough is enough. And he may be the one to say that no one else has talked about because it's true. We station at least two Trident submarines on either side of the Korean Peninsula and if you fired anything at us you would be ash. And he might let Putin know we gotta stop this. Here's the other thing, it's not Putin. This is where they're also not very yeah. geopolitically literate. It's. Uh, Uh, The
1: Russians have very little to do with North Korea. North Korea is China's problem. Speaking of China, let's look at another prophecy first of all.
3: Nostradamus predicted that China will make very bold moves and great strides in 2017. We can already see how China is impacting the global community. According to Nostradamus, China will be the nation that cures the great economic imbalance experienced in the world. Since 1978, China has moved from being a mere marginal player in the global economy to a mega-player with the safest cards to play. It is also possible that China may become the next superpower. We are yet to find that out, but if the moves that China has taken in the recent past are anything to go by, then this possibility is not far-fetched.
2: Tie that into what you just said, John. They're saying it's happening in 2017. I swear, they must be uh, <laughs> watching us. Uh, it's my opinion. They're, they're reading and, your and books. That, they're, that they will expand. But what actually Nostradamus said is in his famous 1999 prophecy where he talks about, uh, and again, this is like when something else is happening, to give you an idea of when it's happening, uh, uh, that, that when there would be this terror from the sky hitting the skyscrapers, actually 1999 was a code for... 2001, 11, but that's another story. Um, what it did say is that they shall resurrect the King of the Mongols. Now, the Chinese, red Chinese government around the time of the end of the century did resurrect Genghis Khan as a role model for uh-huh. where totalitarianism works in the command economy. And so it's an indication that at the turn of the century, that's when you would see China break out as the potential economic superpower. Right. So they say 2017, I was saying it was 17 years ago in that regard. Uh, secondly, the issue, there's not a lot of Nostradamus' prophecies about Asia. He was very territorial. Uh, his remote viewing was quite dense around his local area, mm-hmm. but his psychic powers thinned out as it got farther and farther ah. away. So, But with that said, um, I would say, looking at from my own prophetic work, that that uh, there's a tremendous opportunity with the crisis that's coming with climate change, for the President Trump to be uh, the next FDR and repeat the cycle. We're in a cycle of the fourth turning, which is a 80-year, four-generation cycle They're that just- was created by the futurologists and it seems now, to happen all the time. Doesn't which it? fortunately, Trump's one of his chief advisors is as much a student of the fourth turning as I am, uh, Steve Bannon. Is he? He Snug. is quite oh well knowledgeable about it. it never gets reported in the press, yeah. which makes me feel good that uh, at least Trump as a man that looks at these cycles and oh see that we're God. in another one. Uh, and so the crisis happens again. It's happening now. It happened in World War II and the economic depression back Fucking then.
0: Buddies with uh, what Brandon? we're
2: basically seeing is uh, That's fucked up. Uh, the arsenal of democracy that Roosevelt made, which created the wealth that put us on the prosperity up to this point. Trump has the same opportunity to repeat that again in what I call the arsenal of ecology, where at a certain point, and I feel that the latter half of this year, there are such natural disasters that are coming related to climate and also seismic things that I think Trump's life decisions are going to be changed and either from a personal tragedy or from property loss, that he is actually and he's almost there now. He's actually going to f- freak out a lot of the deniers and actually one day he's going to say, "Yeah, global warming's real and I'm going to make right. I'm going to make America great again by actually redesigning a whole new industry that nobody else can do." So America if it's going to sink or swim in this redefinition of itself has this Roosevelt moment where we tool ourselves into a completely different Uh, Economy puts everybody back to work and leads the world in this. And if Trump is late in this,
1: China will lead the world and America will be in the second place. Nostradamus would have been correct again. Let's look at the last prediction of Nostradamus here, John.
3: Nostradamus was a great French seer who was famed for various predictions during his time. It is claimed that he predicted the Great Depression the rise of adolf hitler and many other things that later came to pass including the world trade center attacks he died in 1566 but before then it is suggested that he also predicted that donald trump would be the president of the united states did he indeed predict that you know he didn't this this one a lot of
2: these have been pretty good with this except for the, the statements he said about all the things that Nostradamus did predict up to trump yes that's all true he did do that uh, but what happened towards the end of the election, uh, there was very rapidly put together a documentary on History Channel, which I was involved with, called uh, the election 20, Nostradamus mm-hmm. Election 2016. And what was on that it had nothing to do with anything I said. In fact, my stuff was mostly left in the fringes, thank goodness. Um, but what uh, other Nostradamus scholars talk about, one in particular, which I will not name, Clearly, from looking at what this person does, uh, he plays, he does what those blind believers in Nostradamus do. In fact, he's the man who says on the show, Nostradamus always gets it right. He certainly does when he always gives you what you're looking for, for. and then how do you look for it? You go and look at everything that sounds like Trump in French, like trombe, uh, which means whirlwind, not trumpet. It can be used for trumpet, but it's mostly used for, an old French, for whirlwind. Uh, or trumpet, every time the trumpet call is in there. So what he did is he'd take a trumpet here, take a trumpet there, and talk about the bawling brawler. But he'd forget that it actually names the Siege of Pontefract, which means it's Oliver Cromwell from the right. 1700s. Okay. And so, uh, long story short, so I don't get all geek on you, is that, uh, <laughs> is that uh, if you only read that bit of the prophecy that works for you, just like a lot of people misread the Bible, they just find a little verse here and a little thing there, and then they've got a whole world view of Christianity or, or the Old Testament that's maybe completely in their yeah. head, but it becomes a cult becomes or something, something like that. Well, there's there's people who, who take Nostradamus in the same way, and unfortunately that documentary created another new myth that's now out there that the yellow journalists and everybody's playing with. And and so anything that is fake seems we seem to latch onto it. It's it's so much harder to to uh, get people to get turned on to the real verses. And this Trumpet Trump thing is the same. There's one possibility, but even then it's about Egypt. Uh, and Byzantium, so I'm keeping my eye on that. And if there is anything in Nostradamus, and I imagine there must be, if he's it's going got to, be, to be something, right? it's it's going to be like what happened with George W. Bush. No one really figured. Every lot of people thought this one verse that talked about unwd, a, a, a doubtful one, would come into the U.S. Capitol, and the Capitol would not want him at all. And it's spelled with an O.L. capital, so it's it's very rare. So it's very specific, and. And I even back in 97, when I did a complete translation of Nostradamus, my first one, um, said, "Well, it looks like this might be about Richard Nixon and Watergate." I don't quite know how. It's a good point. But but I kind of left it open. But then after 2000, I realized because is the thing: when these prophecies come close to their fulfillment, more of the details come come clear. And uh, who would have thought before the year 2000 that you have this nickname-loving prophet? Who latches on to a nickname-loving president called W, <laughs> Un, w, un yeah. Dubia? If you then put Bush into it, Dubia, a Dubia, it fits. It it's a, fit. I would then say it's about Bush. So I am looking for, uh, and it could be anything. It could be, uh, it could be something he uh, Trump says. It could be, have something to do with towers. It could be, it, the, the 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 lexicon is wide open. So I am on the hunt, and if
1: I find anything, you'll be one of the first to know. You'll hear the best at that. Climate change, regardless of what people believe, what could be causing it, whether it's an Earth cycle or man-made right. created, things are happening on this planet. As Nostradamus would look at it, what has he seen? Well, um,
2: I wrote uh, a poem paper in a a predictions for 2015 top 10 predictions where I talked about the fire and ice prophecies. It was a culmination of 25 years of studying this question. Is climate change a cycle? Is climate change actually a precursor to a new ice age? And uh, I came to the conclusion, looking at the science, looking at the prophetic glimpses with the science of Nostradamus talks about rising oceans, he talks about, as um, Edgar
1: Cayce did, He did. Uh, <laughs>
2: the, uh, he's talking about a dark age that's hot, not cold, the uh, heating up of the world. Mm-hmm. And so according to the general tenor, and I looked at all of them and I present some of the both heating of them, the, science, but the vast majority of the collective visions of different traditions is that we're heading towards a temperature warming cascade similar to the Permian, potentially the Permian extinction. If we go that far, with it, right? Where we we raise this temperature 2 Celsius, or six? Uh, two Celsius is already it's already bad enough that it's 1.8. Imagine a two. Imagine uh, a six. From, well, at six, it becomes a, a
1: civilization-threatening event. Then we have a But problem.
2: beyond that, it could double because <laughs> six could do a positive feedback loop, like what happened in the Permian extinction that uh, that caused a 12 degree celsius lift which almost
1: killed 96% But you of see up. this happening does Nostradamus see this happen Well the, he sees it others see it. it it's almost biblical in the hot the fires
2: uh, fires in the sky things yeah. falling down the the at 45 degrees latitude across the world the sun burns the fields you know and it's that little Jeez. grain belts is vast his is descriptions in two quatrains about there will come a time where famine is sporadic here and there and then become worldwide. He said it will be so f- complete and long lasting that uh, branches of uh, bark will be ripped
1: off the trees
2: and babies stolen That's from the scary. breast.
1: Yeah. As we wrap up, John, give us John Hoag's biggest prophecy for the years ahead. What do you see? Well, we are we are
2: <laughs> we have entered early into what I call the roaring 2020s and uh, the most significant decade of human trial and travail, but potential for human breakthrough. And it deals with things coming to a head, climate change, a fiat economy, a broken democratic system, a war of political culture war with the totalitarian Chinese system. And they're saying, see, we work, democracy doesn't work. right? And we're in the cycle of fascism again during the 2020s. It also has come up. Fascism always thrives when democracy fails. In fact, even Socrates said in Plato's The Republic, only democracy is, is the birthplace of, of totalitarianism. And that's because democracy, when it's mobocracy, uh, fails. And so that we are in this cycle. And so, for the, when I see about this and what I also see beyond, we'll get through it. Um, but I also see that our political system that we think is the omega of the democratic system is just the beginning. And I have a book planned where I will look 700 to 1,000 years into the future and look at the five major evolutions of, of politics in the human race. And it starts with mobocracy, goes into fascism again. Mm -hmm. This is our first step. But then after that, you will have meritocracy. A politics that's based on on merit but based on all people who are created equally unique and meditation is the way that all of us can grow spiritually. But you see us a thousand years from now, still oh, yes. existing. In fact, I'm waiting for a time if I could just clone enough of myself to write all the books. <laughs> I have planned for you and my readers a deep journey into the future. And I may actually convey a lot of this like Whitley Strieber does sometimes in The Greys and stuff, through fiction. But it's like or it's like H.G. Wells using fiction. I'm hiding my prophecies right. about things of the future.
1: I have a story that will take you a million years into human history. It's good to know that. John, John <laughs> thanks for being on Beyond the I thanks <laughs> really appreciate everything you do, your prophecies of Nostradamus, your own prophecies. It's going to be a bumpy road, but we'll get there, won't we? Every birth has pain, but it brings a beautiful ending. What a way to finish the program. Thanks for watching Beyond Belief. What is that? It'll be a bumpy road, but we'll get there, won't we? Every birth has pain, but it brings a beautiful ending. What a way to finish the program. Thanks for watching Beyond Belief.